Hey, Cornerstone, good to see you tonight. Um, I hope all of you are doing well. Um, uh, last week when I was in this room, I was freezing and I had a jacket on. I had to, uh, to wear my sweater. So thank you again for all of you that mocked me. Um, like somehow I was Mr. Rogers. I've gone through a couple weeks of counseling and I am doing better. But um, anyways, I just thought that I'd throw that out there. Um, we're here tonight just to have a round table. And I'm excited about this round table. We have the Allens who kind of are off here to my left and they're gonna be joining us. I'll let them kind of share who they are, and then there's the Cogswells tonight. And we're just gonna have a conversation about what God is doing in their life. I can't wait for you to hear the story of, of, of in each of their lives, what he's been doing over the last month or two. And again, what we're trying to do is keep our minds focused on Romans 12, that, that we truly believe that, that we can be a group of people that at the end of the day are not conformed to this world, but we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So no matter what comes our way, we will know what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so... That's what we're gonna be doing tonight. So I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna try to have a little interview time and just let them just share of the greatness of God and what he's doing in, in, in our lives. So I'm gonna start with the Allens. And maybe just for the two of you, if you could just share a little bit about what has God been doing in your, in your life the last, uh, the last month or two. So for us, um, it's been about three or four months ago that uh, Jen's mother, um, who lives in England, uh, we have the, got the call that... Um, that uh, she needed to come and live here in the States with us and that she was no longer gonna be able to live in England. So uh, Jen had to fly out there um, beginning of February and uh, try to grab um, Nana Fran. And um, it kind of took longer than we thought and uh, got to the point to where some of the pandemic was starting to go on like in Italy and stuff. And so we were thinking that there's a chance that she would be stuck out there with um, her mother and, and stuff. And, so praise God, they were able to make it back here. And so we now have um, Jen's mom living with us and um, she's 82, 83. And so the Lord has entrusted her to us uh, for the time being. And um, so yeah, so we have a couple new members to our home. Um, Jen's sister has been staying with us too because she's a flight attendant and she is not flying. So uh, we currently have a house of six. Um, <laughs> And so um, I do air conditioning, and so I got laid off about four or five weeks ago as people didn't want us to be coming in their home, which I understand totally. Um, but that was a, you know, a kind of a, a tough thing to go through to where um, it's family business, very stable, and then all of a sudden um, they didn't have work to keep us busy. And so as a dad and a, a husband, you know, my first instinct is I need to provide and I need to care for my family well uh, during this time, and not only just me, Jen, and my two boys, but now we have Fran and Jane with us as well. So um, just trying to to focus on, um, try to have an internal perspective, like that the Lord is, is sovereign and that he's laid something before us, and it's my responsibility and my role to walk in that. And to try to be focused on what that looks like and, and not to overstep my, my boundaries and, and as far as not being, uh, doing something outside of my role, but trying to be obedient in my role and uh, recognizing the Lord's sovereignty. Um, and so, of course, with two teenage boys, um, keeping them in the home has been a challenge. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, where we're at currently, and so um, just been trying to, um, yeah, stay focused yeah. and uh, be obedient. Now, how, how old are your boys? 17 and 13. <laughs> okay. 
Wow. And so with that, like, okay, so there you are, mom, right? And this is your, this is this last couple months of suddenly having uh, two new people in the house. Um, I know also I just saw you're also working on the house, getting everything done. I saw the pictures um, online. Um, what was that like for you in the midst of all that? Like, how would you describe, if you were to say, this is what it was like from my perspective, what was it like from your perspective? Um, I mean, some days are different than others, and even one minute to another is different. Um, some days are a hot mess. I mean, it's just, we've got extra people, we've got construction going on, we've got um, just the trying to work through having patience with, um, with my mom, and just all that comes with that. And then some days or, you know, some hours are great. So um, my sister being out is a huge blessing. Um, She's such a help. She's amazing. And I'm just super grateful to have her um, come out, even though it's, it's a hard situation that she's not working as a flight attendant. And, you know, she provides just for herself and stuff. So, but um, yeah, it's, I think just trying to, like Mark said, have an eternal perspective and know that like if we get uh, frustrated or we lose our patience, okay, well, we can fix that. We can redeem it and we can, um, the next day will be different or, you know, the next hour, hopefully. So Yeah, right on. And if, if, by the way, if anybody wants to, you can send in questions. Um, I'm going to put them on the spot if you want to send in some questions. And so if you have any questions even for the Allens or for the Cogswells, we can do that. So what about for you guys? And just so you know, like I, I didn't realize this about you guys tonight, that since it is Corey and Ray, and you have unisex names, which I really appreciate, um, you, are, you are officially now called Corey. Oh, team Corey. Yeah, wow, that's like special. I just want you to know how special that is for me to be able to call you that. But, so what what is the last uh, what has the last two months been for like for, for, for you guys? Yeah, it's uh it's been turned upside down, our world, um completely. Uh a couple years ago we started um really praying about my job, where I should go, what what I what we should be doing. And um then all of a sudden, two weeks before the pandemic, before we were quarantined, I was let go. I had to sign a contract and my last day will be in June. Then uh, the quarantine hit, and everyone else I worked with um, that was not signed the contract and everything, they got furloughed immediately. And so the Lord just set us up. Like, I actually have a job till June, whereas everyone else, all my coworkers, which is so hard to see them go through it, they, they, they got none of those benefits and everything. So already the Lord was working and turning something terrible into something great. And it's humbling. It's been extremely humbling through this time. But we've just been having this great peace at the same time, um, which is a total blessing from the Lord. Um, can attribute it to nothing else than that. And uh, it's been it's been hard for me because I'm very structured. I love my I love my um, my schedule. I remember you saying that once over dinner. <laughs> I, I need it, and so now I have none of that. And, it's and now like, you're a drill sergeant well, at home. Yeah, now I have it's to. It's almost 600 yeah, daily. Do, do, do. We're doing squats earlier yeah, today. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you address me as sir. Yeah, I mean, and so, yeah, like, how do I adjust to this life? And, and our kids are now homeschooled, and so now I, I'm jumping in and trying to do that. And, like, I, now I'm a teacher and a part of a chef sometimes, you know? Like, that's part of my role now. And so it's been, it's been humbling. It's been a learning experience. We've been trying to have joy through it, but it's, it's been such an adjustment that there are good times and there are bad. And it's, it's been 
It's been difficult, but it's been great to see the Lord working and to just look back like on a daily basis and see uh, what he's teaching us yeah. and how we're improving and, and just where he's directing us. And so let me, let me press into that a little bit because like the way that Jen described it is, is in that moment, right, that the redemptive nature of it, trying to press into that, which I think is so key. We, um, and I think that's what we've been trying to do in Romans 8. This is a process, right? We haven't arrived um, and so I appreciate so much. She's confessed all her sinfulness tonight, and now we, we kind of know what's going on. But I, no, I think that something is so key about that is that my wife one time mentioned to me, she goes, I feel like right now we've gotta be like this perfect Facebook family, like if we're not doing this perfect thing. So you said it hasn't been perfect, so let me, let me ask you a little bit. Like, what does it look like then to be redemptive in that moment? Like, to bring into the, 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 the chaos, to, and I would love to see you... Um, in your apron, I think that would look great. Um, what, what, what does it look like to be redemptive, like as a mom, as you step into that, that moment? Yeah, um, I'd say what's coming to mind right now is what we've been, you guys brought up a few weeks ago with just in Romans 8, the, the kind of battle between the flesh and the spirit. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what you said is the Lord is able to redeem those moments right afterwards. And I think like all of Romans 8, when you really think about it, is is the gospel. Like, it's just such a beautiful display of the gospel and of Christ's, um, you know, sacrifice for us and the, just the beginning, you know, Romans 1 or 8, 1, and then there's no condemnation. Um, but then he, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And so now we have that power living inside of us. So I think for, for us, what we've seen is just this kind of like up and down in that battle between the flesh and the spirit. So where we are kind of like, ah, oh, this isn't this isn't normal. This isn't what we wanted. Um, and the Holy Spirit and God have just really been convicting me of my impatience, um, which boils down to selfishness, which boils down to pride. Um, and so I think I can totally relate to what you're saying. So I, I think it's just that what I'm loving about being able to kind of stop and rest in this time is the Lord being able to be quiet enough to hear the Holy Spirit speak that to me and tell me that I'm impatient and it's I can't blame it on my busyness anymore. I'm actually just impatient, right? right? <laughs> I always blamed it on my kids or the impatience. Like, no, it's, that's just me. Um, that's in my heart. And so, um, you know, being able to, to stop enough to sit and repent and, um, and be able to recognize that sooner and ask my children for forgiveness wow. as I'm, you know, yelling at them one minute, minute, and then I feel the Holy Spirit like, no, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have redeemed you, and now you have the power to walk in patience. Um, and so we've just really seen, we've just seen that. But it is, it's this constant kind of like up and down or back back and forth. So yeah. I don't know if that answers your no, 100%. question. No, 100%. Your, your daughter's actually asked me to ask you that question. And so <laughs> it's really, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really appropriate at the time. No. So let me, let me come back to, to you guys in this. Like, okay, so as we've been working through Romans 8, you know, as, as Corey talked about, there has been just this, this constant reality of the reminder of the flesh and the spirit. And obviously we, we all were in the flesh. We used to be in Adam and then Jesus obviously rescued us. Now there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We've, we've been placed fully into Jesus and the beauty of being placed fully into Jesus. And so in that reality though, is that in this time, I do believe God's been teaching us all things. Like, we, like for me and I know my family, um, we would probably be very, uh, relate very uh, much to this idea of, of patience um, <laughs> Uh, the things that come out of our mouth, learning how to ask forgiveness, um, repentance, 
especially my wife. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, wherever the camera I'm looking at, I'm kidding, honey. Um, but what would you say for you guys? If you were gonna say, these are the two, three things we really believe the Lord's been teaching us in this time that you may not have learned any other way than right now, what do you think have been two or three of the biggest things you've been learning? You want me to go? Yeah. Um, definitely patience. Uh, doesn't come easy for me, um, as it just doesn't. So, of course, I struggle with the flesh. But um, also the idea that, um, so when, when um, Jen's mom came into the house, so we had our routine, you know, our, our house was, we had a rhythm to it. And so we have one or two new people in the home. And so the rhythm kind of got off kilter. And there was a couple um, relationships that were difficult. And so in the flesh, my first response is, okay, we need to remove one of them from the situation, right? And so after I spent a little bit of time, I realized that if the Lord has entrusted us with the situation, then what would removing the situation, how would that be obedient? You know, it'd be the, quite the opposite of being obedient. And so definitely uh, a patience, but also like, just like you guys said, like the Holy Spirit, like I need to rely on that and I need to rely on him and allow him to, I need to listen. Yeah. I need to be sensitive and so definitely patience. Um, also, so you, let me ask you a question about that. So have you found yourself like in this time now being sensitive, maybe in a way that you haven't been before? Um, I, to be honest with you, I've noticed that I've got the, I fell into the busyness of life trap. And so it's easy for me to be, fall into the dad role and the husband, this is what I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do. And I get going so far down the road that I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit anymore. And it's just a matter of the stuff I do, and it's not a, a walking relationship. And so this has been a time to where I, I am seeing my kids in a different light. I am seeing my mother-in-law in a different light, and as well as my, um, oh, I should throw my wife in there as well, but as well as my, <laughs> my sister-in-law. I always love my wife. Um, but it's been able to kind of, been working hard to kind of see them uh, the way that the Lord does, but also like, okay, Mark, I've entrusted them with you. Let's let's see what you got. Yeah. And what about you? What's the what's would you say? This is one of the things that God's really been teaching me this time. Um, I think, like you were saying, um, I can realize that I'm prideful. Okay, so I'm schooling is not one of my you know, I, I don't get excited to like, you know, look over math and all of that kind of stuff. And now I'm like a homeschool mom of seventh grade math. That will get me any day, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated by it. And then I take that out on Luke. And, you know, that's, it's not because of, you know, the frustrations of math or, or schooling or something like that. It's a deeper rooted issue that I am feeling um, insecure. I'm feeling prideful. I'm feeling um, frustrated. And that, so that comes from a, a deeper root yeah. that I need to dig through. Yeah, I can tell you're, you're like the rest of us, right? We're battling it right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say then in that battle 
that you have been learning about who God is and who you are. You just, and well, maybe you just told us who you are. You're like the rest of us, uh, uh, somebody that desperately needs God's grace. What have you been learning about God? That he is, and it's something I'm still learning, you know, even just in this process, is that unconditional love, Mm -hmm. that he is so patient and so kind with us. And um, yeah, so Mm -hmm. probably that. What about you guys? What do you think is like, if you were to say these are the things that the Lord's been teaching us right now, like what would you guys say? This is, these are, the, these are some of the main things. Yeah, I'd say um, one of the main things is uh, our prayer life. Um, before all this started, you recommended a book of uh, how to pray for an entire hour, which I thought was impossible to do. How could you do that? Um, hey, real quick, by the way, the name of the book uh-huh. is uh, The Hour That Changes the World yep. by a guy named Dick Eastman. Yeah. It's like an old school book yep. that I was given in seminary. And, and, and again, when you get into it, you're gonna think, oh my gosh, what, how old school. But uh, well, I, I, you better say it's good. Yeah, or this, it's, this thing is over and I'm just gonna hang out with the Allens, just, you know. <laughs> but like, it's the book that changed my life, you know, not just the hour of my day. It's, uh, so now I have the time to do that. I'm not as busy and I have a choice, right? I can Netflix and chill, or I can pray. And by the end of that hour of prayer, it's like, this was so much more worth it than anything else I could have been doing. And I actually have the time, and I have so much to work on, pride and you know, um, putting my hope and my faith in, in God and just entrusting all these things and then praying for all the people around me that are struggling or, or praising the Lord for what he's doing in everybody's lives right now. Um, so that has been a huge thing, just my prayer life and seeing the Lord answer prayers and just everything that goes into that, as well as um, the Holy Spirit, the, uh, that part of the Trinity just kept coming up over and over and over, and it's in all throughout Romans, and, um, and just deep diving into who is the Holy Spirit, what does he do, like what is his role, how, how does it affect me and the church and the church body, and seeing that. Um, and, and just like actually having like a study, something to focus on has been phenomenal. So those, those two things are, are really heavy on my heart right now. And, and it's been a phenomenal time. Again, I never would have had this time. Normally I would have been too busy on my schedule to, uh, to do any of that stuff. So that's been great for me. Uh, yeah, what about, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, multiple things. Like I mentioned just impatience. Um, and I think what I've been wrestling through just even this last week is just realizing how limited I am and how limitless God is. Um, and it, I tie that into prayer as well as I was just thinking through promises that are surrounding prayer in scripture um, and thinking how my mind is so, so limited. And then right now we're all super limited. And so we're really just faced with our limitations even more than normal, right? But then I was just thinking, yeah, but I worship the God of the universe who's limitless and has all of this in his control and I have access to him. So why am I not more boldly coming before his throne? Um, and so he's just been opening my eyes to different um, scripture and um, you know, asking me to pray according to those scriptures, praying those Psalms over my children, um, praying... Um, just according to scripture, which is really, really cool because he says that if you pray according to my will, I will answer you. So I am praying according to his will, so he will answer me. So yeah. I've, and I've seen him already answer prayers and it just excites me um, to the point where I feel like God has just 
asked me, um, yeah, just asked me to dive deeper in into that, um, especially for my children, I feel like, just asking him to expose sin, not just in my life. I think I started this like, okay, God, like I have more time, like expose sin in my life. It's like well, my kids too, like expose sin in my kids' life. So, because I have more time right now to walk them through that. And that's made it a little harder during quarantine. <laughs> a little. Um, because now we're not just doing yeah, my sin, Yeah, we haven't prayed that sin. one. We're like, Lord, totally keep it inside of them for yeah, right don't, now. We don't, because he answers it. And it's been a little hard. <laughs> Test my patience, Lord. Oh my God. Yeah. No, no, it's not right now. Now's a bad time. <laughs> but that's so cool too, because it really does. And then, as yeah, it kind of does the whole full circle. Everything is just related. I feel like that the Lord's teaching us. So I'd say those are the main. The main yeah, it's things. weird. Like the, uh, I had a professor who used to say this statement. He said, "Prayer is the is the art of learning to ask God what He wants you to ask Him for." And I, I always used to kind of think, oh, that's a cheesy statement. But the more that I've like walked with the Lord and learned to pray, it's kind of like that's why we pray scripture, right? We're asking him for what he wants us to ask him for anyways, which is a really, which is a really powerful reality. So let me, let me kick it back over here. So in, in, in the area of prayer, because we're going to be, that's what this, our goal is this week to talk about with all the things that we're going to be doing. It's what Spencer and I will be talking about on Sunday. How would you characterize your time of prayer now? For you guys, as a as individuals, as couples, like how would you say, man, this is this is where our prayer life is right now? Uh, for me, I've been struggling with what I would call traditional prayer. So that's like getting up early in the morning and being on my <laughs> knees with the Lord. Like I've been, to be honest with you, I've been struggling with that time. But what I've been finding myself is because there's so much, there's so many people going through so many different things right now. I found myself kind of like that praying without ceasing. Like as I go throughout the day, I'll just like pray. And it won't be a traditional on my knees and I close my eyes, but it'll just be like kind of like a just communing with the Lord and just saying, Lord, like you see this. And, and I know that uh, you want to show up and be the hero, you know, that you are. And so kind of praying on uh, kind of in that style or that way, as opposed to, like I said, just uh, I've been slacking on my quote-unquote, quiet time <laughs> prayer. We'll pray for you. Thank that. you. Yes, yes. It's, it's so interesting, that same professor I was telling her about. I'll never forget this. He, <clears throat> I went in to see him in his office because I was like, oh, I want to learn about prayer from this guy. And he was actually talking about, like, what does it look like to learn to pray without ceasing, right? And so he's starting to talk to me. He finds out I'm from Wyoming. And he starts talking to me about, like, what it's like to live in the cowboy state, you know? And, and, and all of a sudden, he just goes, oh, Father, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I'm thinking... Whoa, he shifted on me to, the, to prayer like that. But this guy, this is the way he was. Like, he truly believed God was with him all the time. And like, sometimes I didn't know if he was talking to me or God, right? <laughs> well, that's not very blasphemous. But I mean, I just, I could never tell what he was doing, which I think that is such a powerful reminder. He was so good at teaching us how to pray without ceasing, which is a really, really key thing. What, what about you? I would agree um, with that, what Mark said, because even when we kind of got the question from you, like, what does your prayer life look like? I can easily fall into the trap of, I have not, it's not the first thing I do when I'm laying in bed, you know, before I do anything else. Okay, I should well, you're be praying. Done now talking to you. <laughs> no, no, come on. But um, to realize, like, that's, my relationship with the Lord is unique, and it's, um, just going throughout your day. You are not, you're thinking about people. You're hoping that they will see that the Lord will come through for them. And um, just like Mark said, it's just a constant. Um, just speaking to the Lord 
and not in the traditional way of, you know, closing your eyes, it's, it's driving in the car or it's um, listening to worship music. So that, yeah. Now, now we're not saying that we, it's not, not right to close your eyes and pray <laughs> on your knees. Like that is awesome. Praise God for that. We're definitely not saying we're one of those families, please. Well, yes. Anyways, we'll be praying for the yeah. Allens. <laughs> Where'd the Allens go? It's, it's, it's interesting. Like we're going to be talking this weekend. So in Romans 8, Paul talks about this moment with the Holy Spirit in which sometimes we don't know what to say, right? And he says there's this place that we get that's this unutterable reality. And I remember it was probably about maybe three, four weeks ago. Um, so the pandemic had just started. That's where I felt like such like a, a loser is that we'd had one of those moments in our, our family's life where um, usually at, it's usually one out of our four children is uh, struggling and it just so happened that day, like all four, like I think woke up in the morning in cahoots and they said, we got this idea, like we're gonna really help uh, Lisa and Todd with their sanctification, right? <laughs> and, uh, and things just around here in my own life. And I, I had one night where I just was seriously laying in my bed. I don't know how Lisa was sleeping at that particular moment. However, she can sleep on a dime, unlike anybody I know. And it was just like, I literally didn't know what to pray. Like I just sat there in that moment like unable to, unable to say anything, unable to pray. Like even in the back of my mind, knowing Romans 8 is the true passage, the Spirit's crying out for us in that moment. Have you guys had a moment, like maybe I'll switch over to you guys, have you guys had a moment like that? Maybe, and again, if you haven't, you don't have to say that, but have you had a moment maybe during this time where you're just like, ugh, I don't even know what to pray right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, had, I had a pretty personal, um, jarring moment the other day. I was, I was working. I don't think I've told you this, but uh, yeah, some stuff went bad with work. This is what's so good about this time. It's counseling. Yeah. Oh. We'll need counseling after yeah. our counseling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just broke down. Um, some stuff had gone, gone wrong, and um, I was having a really bad day personally. And I thought I had gotten to this great place, like, oh, the Lord's giving me this peace, and I'm, I'm praying, and I'm reading, and this is great. And then all of a sudden, just... You know, the, the flesh just took hold, and um, I actually ended up crying probably for the first time in many years. I don't a even know if you've time. ever seen me cry. But <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah, um, and so that was, is, uh, it was terrible, um, and I didn't know what to pray, and I was just crying out to the Holy Spirit, you know, God, what, what do you want from me? What, what, what is needed from me right now? I, I will do anything, go anywhere, you know, and um, so for me personally, that's, that was that moment. Um, like you, like you had, and uh, since then, I think the spirit has been just lifting me up and, and building me back up, and my confidence, and just you know, you have that faith. You have to grab onto something, and there's a lot of people out there right now that are trying to grab onto something. As we all go through this time, and and that was what I could grab onto, and and it is a rock, and it is a solid foundation, and it is something I can rely on, and the Lord has just pulled me up. Um, through encouragement of my wife or whether it's friends or other circumstances that have gone well. Um, and so that, that was a moment for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think and, it's hard for guys to be broken. Yeah. Oh, right? no. Like it's like, yeah. we don't, we obviously don't. he didn't even tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> I can't admit it. <laughs> I don't struggle with pride yeah. though. No. He's, he's doing a great, you're doing a great job talking with the Lord. Now we just need to talk to your wife. Yeah. It's like, it's really going to be, it's going to be awesome. No, but I, I would, yeah, it's, it's so interesting, right, to know, like, even, I think we're just not used to being vulnerable right. in that moment, seeing, allowing brokenness. Now, let, let, me, let me shift over to you, because your video, you shot a video, I think, was it the day you lost your job? 
The day after, yes. Yeah, the day after, okay. And I remember just, I rem- and I don't even know why, but it, your video popped up on my screen, and I'm sitting there watching that, and it almost did feel like, like and I don't know how to say this other than the Spirit was just guiding you to speak at that moment. I thought it was, a, it was really, like for me personally, I needed to hear that. What was going on in your life at that moment where you just thought, I've, I've got to speak? Like, what was the Spirit of God doing in your life in that moment where you said, okay, because um, that wouldn't be your natural bent, right, to get online and, yeah, like, <laughs> suddenly, like, have a revival service, I don't think, is not your natural bent. Totally. And so maybe, yeah, explain what was going on in that moment. Um, so I, I tried to, I, I won't, so obviously I, I got laid off, um, and, I, you know, I, and my flesh is struggling that night. Again, like I had said, you know, being the dad, the husband, the provider, um, my, the, the weight of that was on my shoulders. And, but I woke up that, that next morning and I felt light and I felt clean. And also I just felt like um, the Lord was prompting me to, to do that. And I've, over the years, I tried to, uh, when we're, you know, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I tried to pay attention to my quote unquote feelings and you know, I, I know we need to be on guard and be careful of our feelings, but also I feel like sometimes we suppress our feelings and it's really the Holy Spirit. And so I try, when I'm not in the flesh, I try to recognize those moments. And uh, praise God, I definitely had one of those moments and I felt like it was something that I needed to do. And so I would describe it as a feeling. And so um, throughout the years, you know, we've tried to respond to the the feelings that are that line up with righteousness and not that's great way to say it and not um kind of not like well this is easy you know we try not to pay attention to the feelings that quote-unquote easy but try to pay attention to like i said what's what's right wow so for you watching your husband in that moment what was it like for you did you expect him to do the video? Oh, gosh, no. I was going to no. say, like, that totally shocked you, didn't Not it? at all. Okay, I'm just making sure. So I had woken up, and he had just said, hey, I, I recorded a video that I really felt like the Holy Spirit had put on my heart, and I, I posted on, on Facebook, and I was like, really? You know, <laughs> so I wake up, and I watch it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, awesome. Yeah. Just because I know that's not... Um, that's not something he would normally do. And I knew that he had to have been prompted to do that. So, and it was really cool to see the response and not the response of people. um, It was cool to see people felt encouraged, you know, um, from that. So I thought that was, that was really cool. So. So for for you guys, and we'll kind of draw it to a close, like with, with you guys, what, you started reading Romans 8 before kind of all this went down. And maybe just for the two of you to speak into this, what is like one word that you would say describes? I'm only going to give you one word. What is one word that you feel like in your time in Romans 8, all the things that God's been teaching over the last like month or two months, like what's one word from the book of, of Romans 8 that, or from Romans 8 that you would say, this would, this would describe what what I am taking from this particular chapter. Do you have something? Um, I have something. Hope. Oh, you just took mine. <laughs> oh, how cute. Oh. It's hope for both A of you. A team. Corey. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> so, 
so let me ask you this now. Okay, so both of you chose hope. Mm-hmm. Why? I think it's that um, groaning we have and the hope of, of that, that new life, that, that reinv- um, not reinvented, but uh, what is it? Um, reborn life, you know, the hope to come, the, the life to come that we have in heaven. Right now, we're just trying to get back to our normal life six months ago. Think how much greater our hope is Amen. to get to heaven. And, and that hope is just driving me um, nonstop right now. I, it is amazing to think about that and dwell on it and having, like you said, to be dwelling on it for a number of weeks and, and it's over and over and over again. And now all we can cling to is that hope, you know, like God is our hope and that's all we got. You know, we don't have jobs. We don't have, we don't know what tomorrow looks like. We don't have any toilet paper, you know, <laughs> but we have God. You can take some here from Cornerstone. Yeah. Like, I feel from the church. It's big. I don't yeah. know if it'll fit in your, in your particular uh, dispenser, but we'd be happy to share some toilet paper with you. So, well, I, let me just, let me bring it to a close. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope, uh, I hope both uh, the Allens and the Cogswells have encouraged you tonight. I know for me personally, even just uh, hearing their story, hearing what God's been doing in their life is why I invite them on tonight. And I love the fact that uh, I can just, out of the body of Cornerstone, call a couple people up and say, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna come on and just talk with me about what God's doing? And, and I think you know now why I invited the two of them. Uh, we've got some things coming up. Don't miss uh, the fact that on Friday, we're gonna be doing our food drive. Uh, that's May 1st. Billy's sitting right here, right? Okay, he just, the, the director just gave me the thumbs up. From nine to 12, we would love to have you come be a part of that. Uh, I know in my family, we've already made shopping lists and been putting some stuff together to be able to help. And so please, please consider coming and being a part of that. Uh, you don't even have to get out of your car. Um, anything that's in your trunk, we'll feel free to steal. Um, but no, if, even if you just come in, bags in the trunk, hit the trunk, we'll take it out if you're concerned about anything. We just, we would love for you to join us in that. Um, the other thing is, is I, I think both of these two families are telling a story about potentially a lot more to come, which I, I uh, uh, this virus was awful. Um, man, it just, there's some heart-wrenching realities to it, but I think what's coming behind it is gonna be potentially even something worse. And I know for a lot of you, you may lose jobs, some of you, you know, you may not lose a job through the midst of this, but um, I'll just say this, can you already start to pray about how you might consider being able to give um, that we might be able to make sure all of those that are truly in need, uh, their needs are met. Um, I just, I love the fact in the book of Acts, people saw they were followers of Jesus by how they cared for one another. And so we want to, over these next few months, to make sure that we care for everyone that God has entrusted to us as part of this body. So we love you all, care about you. Stick with us the rest of the week. Uh, we'll have times of worship, times of devotional, times of prayer that we'd love for you to be a part with us. And then come back with us uh, this Sunday. Um, I've got Spencer McCush, uh, the baldest man that I know, uh, to come in. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about just what does Paul teach us in the tension about prayer. So God bless you all. Love you all. We'll see you later.